but unhelpful Christians. Unfortunately, and many have been taught and come to look at the Bible as, as though it were some type of power to be used for our own benefit, to be manipulated and controlled, to control others, to control outcomes. <clears throat> I think many of this misunderstandings comes from when we read in scriptures the word of God, we think of the Bible. I think when the writers of scripture most of the time when they referred to the Word of God, they were talking about Christ. They weren't talking about what came to be known centuries later as the Bible. And remember in the New Testament, the only scriptures they had was the Old Testament, the Jewish canon, the, the canon law. Anyway, um, the authors of that book have also since produced a follow-up book <clears throat> called How to Read the Bible Book by Book, A Guided Tour. This book will go a long way to help us see how each book fits together to tell God's story as a whole. There's two extreme views of studying, of approaching scripture, of studying and understanding scripture historically. The first view was one that some in the church embraced and partly due because of the limited number of educated people who knew how to read written, the written word. And that was that the average Christian, the common man, the layman, should not attempt to understand the Bible, but simply be instructed by the professionals, by the priests and bishops, um, what the Bible says and what it, how to be, how to believe, be a Christian based upon their teaching of it. That's one extreme view. The other, as I mentioned earlier, has flowed out of um, primarily the Protestant Reformation, and that is all you need is the Bible, that the Bible is uh, give any man who knows, man or woman who knows how to read a copy of scripture and that's all that's necessary. <clears throat> and so somewhere in between, I believe, is the balance and the proper and best way to study Scripture. Uh, in preparation for this, I came across my uh, second attempt at writing a poem back in 2013, I believe it was, and uh, it kind of fit. The title of it is Hearing Clearly. So bear with me as I share these words for what they're worth. The gift was received amid much ado, 
joy and gladness abound. The contrast was so stark from out of darkness into the light. The bar was elevated to such a height, so much had changed, so much lighter, nothing to fear, all is well, only believe. With the passing of time, feelings subdued, the road became steep, the pace slowed down, entangled again. Doubt and worry came in uninvited. Strength was scarcely to be found. Anxiety gave birth to fear that I was lost. Then the voice of one crying in the wilderness, amid the din of noise, faint oracles swelled until his beckoning was clearly heard. Hold on, wait patiently, don't give up. Your Redeemer lives, and His desire is for your whole heart. He will rescue you and deliver, for He delights in you. What is now a flickering ray, He will kindle into a fire that cannot be quenched till it has achieved the goal of the upward call of Christ, of the upward call of God in Christ in you. Rest in his caring provision and grace. He strengthens the feeble. He feeds the hungry with bread of life and gives living water to those who thirst. Cease striving and know that he is God and he is good. So remember when reading a passage that portrays God as full of wrath and angry at man because of man's sin, Remember to place that scripture into the bigger picture of God's story as it is revealed from Genesis to Revelation. Remember that our goal in reading scripture is not to accumulate more knowledge. For knowledge puffs up, the scripture it says, says. When we approach scripture, we should ask ourselves, is our motive to increase my knowledge and understanding or is my, is my motive in prayer to increase my love of God and of others. <clears throat> Remember the gospel, 2 Corinthians 5.19 in the New American Standard Version says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their wrongdoings against them. I uh, was reminded and I wanted to share with you my life verse says from uh, Psalm 131, 1 and 2, I believe. Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. And with that, I'm reminded and I recognize suggests that we should all study with a humble spirit. Studying with a humble spirit will help us provide, help us prevent from hardening our hearts. When we uh, 
Cortana? I'm trying to get it to start. I'll back off. When we come across a passage, any passage, we should ask ourselves, does this, does this warm my heart? Does this increase my love for God? Or does it cause me to mistrust and fear God and my heart to become harder? And as always, we should continue to pray Psalm 43.3, Lord, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Amen. Let's stand together and declare a common faith in the Nazi Creed.